Hello, Adelol listeners. Look, before we get started, just letting you know we have an exciting announcement. For SA History Festival 2018, we will be performing a free live show at the Little Bang Brewing Company in Stepney. We are so excited about this. They do some amazing beers and we can't wait to be there for SA History Festival. We'll be there the May the 20th, 3 p.m. It's a Sunday afternoon. Come have a beer and a laugh with us. And like I said, completely free. For more information, visit historyfestival.sa.gov.au and we look forward to seeing you all there. Thanks. Dan. Hey, mate, let's do it. Let's make it happen. All right, what are we focusing on? So... Obviously, uh, you do the majority of the uh, the main episodes. That is fact, correct. You do all the main <laughs> occasionally, I do a reverse out. I think I do most of the work. Actually, yeah, I'm just I'm saying just, that. Yep. All right, look, I was trying to downplay it, but yeah, that's the reality. But you, you do all the work, and I just turn up and take the piss. That's it. Um, but uh, we do share the load when it comes to. Uh, <laughs> I love gig- sharing a load with oh, you, mate. mate. <laughs> <laughs> hey. uh, when it uh, comes to sharing the gigal aids, that's all right. Uh, we 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 each do our fair share. Mm. Um, I've decided. That in order to make it easier for me to come up with um, lots of ideas for Gigalades, here we I'm, go. I'm going to stick with a bit of a theme. Here we go. What is for it? My... Can I guess the theme? Go on. Like suburbs. No. That's, okay. Okay. That that, that that could be interesting. That could be interesting. Yeah, that could be, be a yeah, thing because yeah, yeah, yeah. I've actually thought of that myself. Okay. Like um, like doing suburb by suburb because there's usually not enough information for a full episode. Sure. Sure. But you do a suburb and um, you can get the local messengers and just okay. look for weird and wacky stories based on on that suburb. Areas. Yeah. yeah. That could yeah. work. Um, foods. Okay, yep. No, that, Is well, it? The, the, there will be some food in okay. there, but it's not specifically the, okay. the focus. No, hit me. Uh, inventions. The classic. Yeah. Okay, I can already think of some off the top of my head. Yeah, cool. Yep. Uh, go on then, hit me, hit me with some of the... Uh, Hills Hoist. Yeah, or Hills Hoist is going to be on the Hills list. Hills Hoist. Yep. Uh, uh, goon, like cask wine. Oh, mate. Is you, that the one? You've been reading the notes. <laughs> <laughs> Any others? What else is an Adelaide invention? Um, we invented... Um, oh... Um, didn't we invent penicillin? No, that no? was, that, that was, uh, that was, uh, uh Fleming, wasn't it? Yeah, Not Fleming, okay. Um, um, algorithms. We invented algorithms here at, um, one of the universities. Okay, really? Yep. All right. So that's, um, that's, th- th- that's the thing. Thanks a lot. Um, <laughs> um have, you, have you deleted your Facebook app just out of interest it's a, for the week? I or? never had it. Oh, okay. oh there, there you go. There we go. There's, there's the twist. You, you knew that it was the algorithms that was doing you in. <laughs> yeah, I've got that tinfoil hat going on. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> all right, so what are we doing? Um, all right, so it's going to be different inventions, different South Australian inventions. Awesome, and it, it's kind of been a running theme for us in lots of episodes. We've we've noticed we've noticed that South Australia has often done things first, uh-huh. and then other places have taken it. Stolen Definitely it, stolen. Definitely. It Refined it, sometimes refined it, but often just sometimes just renamed it renamed or kept it. the same name. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and, and claimed and claimed credit. No, 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 never. Um, we're not bitter, but uh, so <laughs> I figured that that would be a good starting cool. point. And also because um, I kind of came to the realization that there were some actually really cool things that South Australia had been in, had invented. Or well, I say South Australia, South Australians. That's had right. Yeah, over the years, um, but but it takes of, a village. That's to, right. To, that's right. Invention. So this yep. is about paying homage to uh, to this great state, and you know, kind of maybe we'll have a bit of a conversation when I've finished all my gigolades. Yeah, as to uh, why it is that we're such a creative bunch that come up with such amazing ideas, hit me, groundbreaking with it. ideas. All right, so um, these are all things that some of those probably could 
be turned into full episodes, but I'm just going to use them as giggles. Let's do it. Uh, and we're going to start today, and you guessed it already, Dan, with cask wine. Cask wine. See, here, here we go. Cask wine and the hill hoist together. Combined. Com- is to South Australian. The most. Isn't it just? Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> it is. All right. All right, hit me. Hit All me right. with the goon sack. <clears throat> Affectionately known by various hilarious names, including Bag in a Box, oh. Barf in a Box, Ooh. Chateau Chunder. That's pretty good. And Goonsack. Goonsack. Cask wine is a well-established staple of wine drinkers across Australia and the world. Mm-hmm. Although often shunned by more sophisticated wine drinkers. Oh, what? It... Bottle? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Because of its... You ever tend... drank your wine out of a bag? <laughs> it's yeah, delicious. Don't, don't even worry about a bag. Just drink it out of a trough. <laughs> That's it. Uh, because of its tendency to be cheap plonk of uh-huh. low quality, cask wine is beloved by many, particularly students, yes, festival goers, absolutely, and let's be honest, vagrants. Yeah, pretty much, <laughs> pretty, oh, pretty much. much. It's, it definitely speaks to South Australia. It, uh, yeah. Students and vagrants. <laughs> yeah, yeah, essentially, yeah, uh, and festival goers. Oh yeah, there we go. Oh, the like, festival like, stay. Like at the zoo, there would have been a cask, bit of bit of cask wine. Oh, there. so many. Oh, yeah. And uh, Womb Adelaide, they can't afford cars. There you go. I actually know a, uh, a woman who snuck into a festival with a cask, two casks of wine strapped around her stomach so she just looked pregnant. How is your mum, by the way? <laughs> She's great. She's doing great. She's I got that fetal alcohol syndrome going on. <laughs> that explains a lot. <laughs> yeah, it explains a lot. Um, I was going to say, like, it always blows my mind with... Particularly festivals like WOMAD. Yeah. How do people at WOMAD afford the $370 tickets okay. when, when they yeah. can't even afford to wash every day? <laughs> it's insane. You look at the crowd and it is like, it's just cashed up hippies. It's like weekend hippies. Like none of them, like a lot of them are like, you know, they're CPAs and things like that. But yeah, like you get out in the weekends, yeah. like, oh, so many, um, so many social workers as we know. Oh, it's just, so, yeah, yeah, it's so like social much, work yeah. central. Yeah, so it's much, yeah, yeah, just, um, I love WOMAD late. I only love WOMAD late for the music. Um, okay. That's true. I do not like the you always crowds. Get a good bit of scar, a good There's bit always of a bit good bit scar, and generally, I yeah, I, I went to the specials recently. It was amazing. Probably one of the best gigs I've seen. And one of the other best gigs I've seen was Jimmy Cliff when he played at Worm Adelaide and the Scatterlight. So there's always some scar going on. So yeah. I'm I'm a big scar fan, as anyone who knows me knows. And yeah, so I love Worm Adelaide purely for the scar and the reggae and the music. I hate the crowd. Just hate it. Well, lots of people love it, not just for the music, but for the opportunity to drink out of a cardboard box. You got to. Yeah. You got and to. cask wine is the go at something like uh, Womad. Well, you know, not, not maybe not cask wine, but maybe like a like you say, a cask that someone snuck in. Yeah. Whilst duct taped to their shirt. Yeah, that's something. right. Now, cask wine is also popularly used for house wine in restaurants, as mm-hmm. it can be stored easily and quickly poured into a carafe or a single glass at the request of patrons, making it a straightforward alternative to bottled house wine. Pretty good. The only thing about it, cask wine at the end, is when you're getting to the end of the the bag, yeah, you've, you've got, got to tilt. You've got to put some yeah. tilt and and you know make it like an accordion and yeah. scrunch it down. Or you thing. do the trick of like flipping it upside down and you blow into it so that it fills with air, and then you squeeze the bag to pull the air out, and the air pushes the the booze out. Of the bag. Ah, like bagpipes. Yeah, exactly. Green like bagpipes, bag and it kind of makes it. <laughs> <laughs> Noises there you go. Out. And, uh, you know, you can uh, put on a dress and hit somebody. That's right. Your hair. The Highland drink. That's that's right. Uh, chefs love it too because it can be used for cooking without the need to introduce glass bottles, glass bottled wine into a kitchen space. Thus, oh, yeah, that's breakage. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I yeah. get that. Okay. The breakage. Yeah. Well, I used to work in hospo and like the, the chefs always had like a big thing of cask wine that they would use because obviously... To, to drink, yeah. yeah. Well, well, yeah. <laughs> if anyone knows a chef in hospital, exactly, they're just a raging yeah. alcoholic. Uh, just, yeah, lines of coke and uh, yep. sneaky cask wine, but they're, they say that they're using it for uh, yeah, know, yeah. To, cook, to cook the uh, spaghetti, but really mm. they're not. Uh, however, not 
many Australians realise that the origins of this national treasure begin in rural South Australia. I knew that. You did? Because we're South Australian. Riverland winemaker Tom Ango first patented the design for cask wine in 1965, just one year after the Beatles first arrived in Adelaide, thanks to the hard work and diligence of another wine-swigging South Australian, <laughs> Bob Francis. <laughs> Punch that magistrate in the face, you dick brain. <laughs> so shout out to Bob Francis for, yeah. for the wine lovers. But he probably inspired it. Oh, absolutely. Look. Yeah. <laughs> he was a bag of wind. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Very good. And he brought us the, and, you know, inspired the wine. The Certainly wine a bag. Tom Angove's son, John Angove, believes that his dad's original idea came from him seeing a painting of a of Greek shepherds drinking wine from a goatskin bag. He said, glass breaks easily, and then once opened, the wine is exposed to the air and the quality deteriorates, if not consumed fairly quickly. So Dad thought, why don't we put it in a plastic bag? Amazing. What Amazing. I love about that is and- they're worried about the quality deteriorating. <laughs> and like, if you've ever had goon or like, you know, cask wine, you'll know that the quality oh, is not God. the first consideration when, you, when you're reaching for the... For the That's right. It's actually why I can't drink wine today. I don't drink wine. I think you right. know, you know this. You know I don't drink wine. Okay. Yeah. I, I think I do. Yeah. I don't I drink. Just, uh, really? Yeah. I no, I never drink okay. wine. Yeah. Uh, I might have one glass a year. Like at a sham at a wedding, I'll have a champagne or something. But okay. I don't drink wine. And is it because this dates back really... to the first time I got really drunk was on white wine. Yeah. It was, right. Uh, Can sun... you drink red though? No. Sunnyvale Fruity Lexia. Um, at a, like a house party thing, oh and I've God. never been yeah, so sick no, in my life. Yeah, and now, even if I can't kind of smell wine, I kind of like I, I need to die. Yeah. yeah, that's that's interesting. That's yeah. funny. I can't drink. Um, I don't like bourbon mm-hmm. very much, and I particularly can't drink wild turkey because the same reason. Yep, the same first reason. time I ever really got really smashed was on yep. wild turkey, and I, it was awful. Yep, just just, awful. just bars you from it. I think everyone has a drink like that, which yeah. is which you know. Consider if you're if you're uh, you know sixteen or seventeen year old listening, consider your uh, your choice <laughs> yeah. your, to- your choice of drink when you go out and yeah. get smashed. Not that I'm condoning you getting smashed, but it'll happen um, when you turn eighteen and it yeah. becomes legal. Of course, consider what you what you choose because you're going to be put off of that for that's life. That's right. And wine is hard to be put off, particularly as a South Australian, because everyone's well, going on wine tours right. and things. Like, and I and just don't so drink much wine. Variation. So like you know, if you've been put off of all wine, that's sad. Yeah. That's really tragic. Yeah, I know. I, I just hate it, and I always feel like kind of lower class. When everyone like after work is getting wine, and I'm like, oh yeah, I'll fucking have a beer. Yeah, I'll have a cone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, nice. Um, also, Angoves still going, isn't it? It's still going, but they don't do cask wine, which I'll get to. Okay, they cool. don't do it anymore. Oh, right? is this part of the story? Yeah, they're oh, like, this is oh, sick. We moved away from that. Oh yeah. Uh, of course, for ease of stacking, storage, and transportation, and labelling, plastic bags which hold the wine. Uh, sorry, the plastic bag which is which holds the wine is usually placed in a square cardboard container before Wait, being sold. Wait, usually. Well, can you just buy loose goon sacks? I I've seen like flopping around, no, <laughs> flopping I, around I've, like I've seen bladders. Like, um, yeah, like I've seen you get it in like a big box, mm. and in the big box there's like three bladders. Okay, and you just pull them out and use them for um, house wine. That seems I've more seen that inconvenient. In, oh, I guess hospitality. Yeah, hospitality yep. yeah, but generally, yeah, it's in a box. Okay, but a lot of people take it out of the box, right? Yeah, because how else are you going to strap it to yourself and smuggle it into wine? <laughs> Shout out to Reggie. Yeah, Reggie. We should send him a cask of wine. Oh, he should. <laughs> he should have his own cask of wine. Reg Spears, <laughs> fruity Lexia. And, and in order to like, in order to get it, Reggie's like, rosé. You, you have to pierce it with a spear. That's how you have to put like, a javelin okay. through it. Yeah, yes. classic. Or it's a picture of him with a javelin on the front of the box. Amazing. Perfect. It's the perfect right, it's, it's it's product that sells itself. Sells itself. Um, where are we going? John went on to say that his dad wasn't the first to put liquid inside a plastic bag, inside a rigid <laughs> container, but he was the first to think that it could be done with wine 
thanks to the airless flow principle. Yeah. Principle works like this. When you take wine out of a flexible package, no air can go back into the package to replace the space that the wine was taking up because the bag shrinks around the remaining liquid as the liquid flows into the glass or carafe or open yeah, yeah. Or, or your open mouth if you're it Makes you know, sense. Yeah, just straight into it. Yeah. Off of a clothesline. Mm-hmm. It took two years to develop the idea. and That seems been, like a long time. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Well, I think it was one of, he had the idea in his mind and he, he kind of percolated it. He just let it sit there. And he was always like a wine drink. Oh, yeah, oh, I get your joke there. That's pretty yeah, good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Places a wine drink. He's just getting smashed every night. Or he's. I'll like, get around to it soon, love. Yeah, exactly. Or yeah. he's like, he's getting drunk and remembering it and then like talking through <laughs> And then he, he sobers up and forgets that he had the idea and then yep. he gets drunk a week later and does exactly the same thing. <laughs> and it keeps happening until somebody like bothers to write it down. Mm. Uh, it took two years to develop the idea, and in November of 1965, one-gallon packs of white, red, port, sweet, sherry, and muscat were launched. One gallon is like four... four yeah, that's bags. huge. So that's like one of those big the, laundry yeah, buckets. Because you can still get four-litre ones, but two litres is the standard. It's two litres is the standard. When you go to like Dan Murphy's, you yeah, yeah. like a two-litre one. Or yeah. you know, no, I'm pretty sure four-litre four, four litre ones like that, well, people can't see what I'm doing, but it's like, what... 30 centimetres by 30 centimetres? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Okay. Pretty, but you can still get four litre boxes. But yeah, it's they're like the he really... Started, he started with that. He was like, they're going to want... They're gonna go big or go home. Yeah. yeah. Well, He's like, well, this is what I drink every night. Yeah, <laughs> this is what I get through, me and the missus. She has one and goes to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I keep drinking and uh, put on some old jazz records <laughs> and uh, spout about my idea for uh, how to make a better better wine product. Wine in a bag. <laughs> Stay with me. Stay with me. And uh, yeah, nah. it took two years to formulate because uh, eventually someone recorded me with a cell phone, yeah, yeah. You know, with, a, with a mobile phone <laughs> in '65. Because I was because I was doing it on the on, yeah, I was doing it on the bus on the Gawler line. Uh, okay. Um, at the time, there were no machines designed to fill or seal the bag, so Angove had to develop his own system of doing this. Oh God! Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> Where is this going? One for you. One for me. <laughs> Thomas, sorry. <laughs> it was also um, yet to develop the famous hard plastic tapping devices, which are now standard. Oh, okay. I assume they the would have sack design. I assume they would have launched now, with the that. The original cask were designed to have the wine decanted through the top of the bag, with users then resealing the top of the bag with a paperclip. Oh yeah, because or a peg. <laughs> Practical, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah. And no, also, this like, event how is great. Flow how did this if, take him two years to invent? He, yeah, he literally <laughs> filled a shopping bag with wine and was like, here you go, just seal it with a peg. Seal it with one of those little bread tags that you get and you always lose. <laughs> it's in the around. pantry. So, there's, there's oh, might God. be a little bit of a tear. Oh, shit, shit, shit. Just just wine get your mouth over. Get your mouth Four over. Four litres of wine on the ground. Oh, God. Brilliant. How did this take two years? Well, well you know, it's, it's a refine the design. Um Amazing. Oh, God. Uh, and there were lots of early problems with wine leaking yeah. through the membrane of the packet's edge, which were fixed in the 70s once hard plastic t- the hard plastic tap was added to the design. There you go. The tap was further refined and adapted by both winemakers Penfolds and retailers uh, retailer Dan Murphy's. To not did, only... did we invent the tap? Uh, Penfolds did, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, and, and Dan Murphy's, which is, I think, Melbourne-owned at the time, or yep. Victorian-owned, also had their own version of the tap. Okay. Um, and uh, it was designed to not only let wine out, but also prevent air getting back in. Classic. Which is why, like, the, the when you get to the bottom of a goon sack, there's always that little bit of wine that you just can't get out, and mm. that's where you have to blow yeah, it into squeeze the bag it and squeeze it, whatever, yeah. yeah. Penfolds also sold... Or just take the, the paperclip off. <laughs> yeah, or just, yeah, take the paperclip off and just, like, tip it upside down. It's Head easy. down to Officeworks. Yeah, yeah, just, get, get, a, get a stapler remover. Yeah, pull just, that out. 
have, get, a, have, a, have your last glass. Get, get rid of the peg. <laughs> um, Penfolds also sell their peg original... Folds. Pe- peg folds. <laughs> peg folds the bag over. <laughs> Penfolds also sell their original plastic goon bags in a metal tin before switching to oh, the cardboard box ow, that ow, ow. <laughs> already employed by Angove and others. Yeah, I don't... That's what you want at the beach, is it? Ah, shit. Yeah, yeah. A metal tin where you can hide your goon bag and also your camera when you get out to, <laughs> to Maslin's. Wouldn't it just get hot? Yeah, that's that's what I thought. Well, oh, it doesn't seem like the smartest design. People are idiots. Yeah, I, I, I know. I guess at least now with cardboard, it's and to open the metal tin, you need a can opener. Yeah, well, that's yeah. It was seal, a sealed metal tin, you had to, yeah. and it was square as well, so you couldn't even go around the edge with it with a can opener. You had to, um, yeah, you had to not only like. And when you, when you want to reseal it, you have to like weld it back. Shut. Yeah, yeah, it's a weld. Oh, it's as simple as welding it back together. Yeah, just get your gloves together. on. Oh, you've forgotten your paperclip. <laughs> Have to unseal it and uh, pull the bag out again. Oh. Penfolds also sold. Uh, sorry, in 1970s, a company called Orlando launched their now famous, or should we say infamous, box wine brand known as Cooler Bar. Oh, magic! Uh, with an ad campaign called "Where Do You Hide Your Cooler Bar?" Oh God, <laughs> they know. <laughs> See, they're playing the market. They, they know, know. They know the market. Yeah, yeah they, they know, know what they're doing. Yeah, they know that you're hiding it in, a, in, in a metal tin when you take it down. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. Um, according to an interview given to the advertiser in 2002, former Orlando operations manager Perry Gunner, bit of a gunner that bloke, oh. explained the idea behind the ad campaign, stating that it was often said that white wine about white wine that with a cask of wine in the fridge, no one actually quite knew how much you were drinking. Okay, fair enough. So they suggested that parents should hide their boxes of wine this because is when mum and dad are away, the children might go and help themselves to a cask of cooler bar from the fridge. Okay, so they're saying like hide your cooler bar, yeah. but really we all know the advertising campaign is like, how do you sneak your wine around and hide it? Yeah, yeah absolutely. But also like I love how they were they were like playfully like acknowledging the fact that the, the box of wine looks suspiciously like a box of fruit juice uh-huh. and they're like, and they're basically saying if you have this in your fridge your kids will probably won't know the difference and they'll and they'll try to drink a bit of it so you better hide your cooler bar and it's like yeah but if that's the case that's your responsibility yeah, yeah don't like you, do that yeah you've created a product that's like clearly appealing because it's got like pictures of palm trees on the side and uh, you know it's bright orange oh, tropical. and kids are going to just assume exactly that it's like yeah. tropical punch and they're just going to kind of crank open the box and want to drink some of it uh, and i'm i'm certain that some kids did Oh, definitely. And still still, still do. Chance, still absolutely. do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's funny that you wouldn't get away with that these days as an ad campaign. No, Like not having at all. a hide your cooler bar in case the kids get it because it's like, yeah, no, yeah. Like, you shouldn't be selling a product that like looks appealing <laughs> to children. Like, come on. And I think their one still does. I'm just going to look it up. Yeah. Uh, you keep talking. Um, I'm pretty sure their product, the cooler bar one, it's got a, like a nice picture on the front. It's like a cartoon of people. Uh... Yeah, it's got like, um, it's the really colorful one that people get the, uh, do you know? Yeah, Uncle, I know, know the one. Yeah. Do you know Uncle Rico? No. So Uncle yeah, Rico's, see, that's the one I was thinking of. Yeah. That yeah. looks awesome. I'd yeah. drink that. Yeah, so yeah, like Uncle Rico um, have a, they're like a clothing company that do okay. like weird, wacky clothing for young people. And uh, that's what I don't know. For the young yeah. folk. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they've got a, a, it's basically the Cooler Bar wine box, but it just says Cool Asbra. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Like, yeah, obviously, you know, they're like playing on that kind of yeah. joke or, the, or making a joke of the fact that like everyone knows Cooler Bar brand because yeah. it's like synonymous with just being cheap goo. Like I think that was, no, I reckon it was um, Sunnyvale Fruity Lexia is the other one I know, okay. which is um, it's pretty much the same. Or Berry Estates. Uh, I think Berry Estates. Kaiser Stool as well. Yep, yep. Kaiser These are all ringing bells. Lexia, yep. like the re- yep. That's like the really dirty, like $12 yeah, for four yeah. litres um, filth. Shout out to my friends here, goodgoonguide.com, who, Good Guide, okay. who re- review 
goon and do experiments with That's goon. Amazing. Like, will tomato plants grow in goon? And then how do these tomatoes taste? And like Brilliant. different mixes of goon and doing all these different things with goon. So goongoonguide.com. And these people are your friends? Yeah, my friend Grant Ryan. He's in the UK at the moment, okay. but he's, he's a hilarious guy. So I've, th- that's only just clicked. So okay. that's why I know. And actually, about seven years ago, I wrote a review for their website. Okay. Um, of? Uh, oh, what was it? Should, should I just read it out? Like, I'll get it up and yeah. read it out. Okay, you, on, was, you did... was this before or after you had the incident where you decided you No, this is after. Okay. On, uh, right. And goo. it was in response to that incident? Yeah, hang because... on. All right. And it's all comical reviews and things like that. All right, well, I'll, a, keep going, I'll keep going. You keep going. You keep going. I'll find my review. Yeah. So, um, as I mentioned, this would never be allowed today, even though some cask wine is still sold in brightly colored boxes that look like giant fruit juice cans. <laughs> Angove now focuses on premium wines and no longer sells any cask wine, but that doesn't change the fact that today, around one in three glasses of wine consumed worldwide come from a cask. No way! That seems yeah. way too high. Yeah, one in three. That is so popular. Yeah. In 2009, a commemorative stamp was issued by Australia Post, recognizing both the Esky and <laughs> the wine cask as two of Australia's greatest contributions to the world. And when you, um, you know, if, if your your box spurts a, spurts a little bit of a leak, you can seal it up with that stamp. Oh, there we Along go. Along with the peg. Yeah, <laughs> peg it in. Uh, Dan, that is the Gigalade of Tom Angove and his world-famous invention. And also so first good. in our brand new Gigalade series on epic South Aussie adventures. Uh, and do you have a goon-related lol to share, which I know you do. I do so now. So you're about to jump into it. I was going to mention, I was going to go into... Um, so the taxes that are levied on cask wine are less than the taxes that are levied on beer and spirits because uh-huh. the wine industry has so much power in terms of lobbying parliament um, and and because it's like a massive employer, particularly here in South Australia. Um, it's it's interesting because most people assume that the wine industry is, you know, like it's it's geared towards selling premium wine, a premium product. It's not about just getting sloshed. But because cask wine is also a product that's sold – um, alongside your, you know, your premium wines and your fancy bottled wines, yeah, um, it's super, super cheap, but also barely taxed because the government's trying to protect the wine industry by having the taxes lower than they are the taxes that we have on beer and spirits. Uh-huh. So, it people have criticised the fact that cask wine that people have said that cask wine should be put in its own tax category. I would, I would so argue that, that as well. Yeah, so, so that it's so that it costs a little bit more. Because um, the people that drink it aren't drinking it to enjoy the the wine taste would be mm-hmm. the argument. They're just drinking it because it's the cheapest alcohol available. And when you think about it, that makes sense. I mean, like one of the things, like for me, it was a massive revelation when I first went to Southeast Asia and discovered that you could buy, say, like you go to Bali and you can get a bintang and it's like a dollar. Yeah. Or you go to like, yeah, like, I traveled yeah. to Cambodia was like the first kind of place I really traveled in Southeast Asia. And it's like there, you know, 50 cents to, at the time. This is like in the the mid noughties, mid to late noughties, um, like a beer would be 25 cents, like on tap, you'd go into a bar or something in Phnom Penh and you could get a beer for like 25 cents, 50 cents, something like that. And, um, you know, that would never happen here even back then because like relatively speaking, even though we drink shitloads of beer in Australia, it's fairly expensive. Like even if you go to- It's very expensive in Australia. You can get anywhere else in the world and it's not that expensive. No, that's right. And and beer tends to be cheaper from a bottle shop than what it is um, from from a pub. Yep. Um, but even so, like you buy it from a bottle shop, like if you just grab a can off the shelf, it's usually like two or three dollars, mm-hmm. right? Um, just for one beer. So, like a big chunk of that is tax, obviously, because you go to the parts of the developing world where the taxes aren't 
in force yeah, in the same right. way. And you can buy a packet of cigarettes for a dollar mm. and you can buy a beer for 50 cents. Right? And a person for $6. Well, <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's yeah, indeed very true. But um, the, when you go to, let's say you go to Dan Murphy's and you're like, I want to get smashed. And like my intention is to just get drunk. And yep. in terms of like per, like per dollar volume of alcohol, what would be the best thing to buy? It wouldn't be spirits and it wouldn't be beer, but you could get, Absolutely sloshed off clean skin wine. Clean skin wine or port. Or, or port or, or, goon. or a box of goon. Yeah. And um, you're looking at maybe like $10, $12 for like two litres and maybe like a little bit more for like a big four litre box. You and all your mates can get hammered, which is why it appeals to students and stuff That's like right. that. But um, people have argued that taxes should be levied higher on cask wine. Um, and that's a whole other discussion. I didn't go into that with uh, looking at it because I, like, I think that detracts from the fact that it is an awesome invention. It's amazing. But um, something to think about. Definitely. Do you want to pay more for the goon? You don't care anyway because you don't drink it. No, I don't. <laughs> but anyway, I did write a review. Okay, I think I think you've got to have cheap drinking options for students. But yeah. that's I, I don't know how to resolve this issue, but uh, it's something worth thinking about. Okay, so goodgoonguide.com in March of 2013, I wrote this review okay. for my friend's website, goodgoonguide.com. Goon and lemonade. Goon and diet Woodruff lemonade. Oh, brilliant. Fatties rejoice. <laughs> Here's the mix that won't blow your waistline or your budget. <laughs> Best of all, if you're from South Australia, we're dealing solely with the finest local produce our state has to offer. Berry's, Berry Estates is located in the heart of South Australia's Riverland. Brilliant. I remember family holidays at the Berry, Berry Caravan Park when I was a young lad. The highlight of the trip... Drinking from mum and dad's cask <laughs> in the fridge. The, oh. Better hide your cooler bar, mum. The highlight of the trip would always be Berry's famous attraction, the Big Orange, which is currently Australia's biggest fruit. A prestigious... I thought you were going to say, which is currently Australia's biggest orange, and I was like, well, yeah. <laughs> A prestigious award previously held by Queensland's Big Banana and Peter Allen. I thought you were going to say Molly Meldrum, but okay. <laughs> My parents would off me, often drop me off at the Big O, our special name for it. <laughs> Big O. <laughs> Whilst they went to Berry's Estates. Whilst they went and had a big O of their own. <laughs> Whilst they went to Berry Estates Winery for an hour or six. <laughs> My mother, a morbidly obese woman with a passion for fine cask wine, <laughs> would often <laughs> sit back and relax at the caravan park on warm summer nights. Your mum's not morbidly obese. <laughs> for a few casks she had hidden at the bottom of her mobility vehicle. <laughs> whilst, whilst on the free tasting tour. <laughs> One night, I accidentally spilt some of my lemonade into mum's wine jug. This was the moment that this wondrous drink was created. With a generous mix of one part diet lemonade, three parts light fruity lexia, uh, the rich and subtle flavours of the wine become much more subtle and more of a guessing game. Passion fruit, grapes, definitely grapes, perhaps with a hint of lemon and sweetener number 951, you'll be thinking to yourself. However, it's not the taste or bubbly appearance that makes this drink astounding. Due to the generally low alcohol content and the diet mixer, this drink essentially replaces all diet fads, shakes, exercise regimes, and portion-controlled meals ever. This is really long, sorry. Upon discovery of this drink, my mother went from having having to import specially tailored skirts from Osaka, Japan, (laughs) to being a Joyreen fashion catalogue model. The trick is simple. Hungry? Berry Estates Light Fruity Lexia. Thirsty? Berry Estates Light Fruity Lexia. Tired? Berry Estates Light Fruity Lexia. Hungover? Berry <laughs> Goes on and goes on and goes on. It's that simple. Lose weight, save money, get drunk, and support the local economy. 
Win, win, win. So that is my review from, geez, five years ago. That's great. And you're not only Good supporting the local that. economy, but you're supporting a great South Australian invention in the cask wine. It is great. Dan... That's, Tom? That's the giggle I think for that's it. a full episode, man. I'm checking on this full episode. I don't care. Uh, and, uh, and that is the first in... Uh, well, it's a bit longer because uh, we're, we're, we're easing people in. Oh, yeah. It's the first in our series of giggle or series of uh, giggle to series follow. Series of episodes. Around South Australia's great inventions. And that's SA Great. Thank you very much. We hope you all had a lol, a dad a lol.